It is an honor to be here in the presence of God, in the presence of my sisters and brothers. The diamonds that shine in this sanctuary are a gift to me, a gift to the world. I thank Pastor Haynes for the opportunity, my sister, Reverend Chandra Banks-Matthews, for asking me to be here. Um, I always feel ill-prepared because we never know um, exactly what God wants to do. Um, but today, I wanted to speak from Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll begin at verse 8 through 14, beginning at verse 8. And it reads, For once you were darkness, but now in the light, in the, in the Lord you are light. So walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. Rather, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, sleeper, awake. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. And for a title, I will speak from Woke Sisters, Walking in the Light. In our text today, there's a new community that is coming together, a community of Jews and Gentiles. We're worshiping in Ephesus together, Ephesus together. They were coming in terms with differences understanding similarities, but they were also bumping against the Roman Empire. They had a tendency of falling back into their old ways before they were exposed to the light, all ways of worshiping and ways that were influenced by empire. What the writer was persuading them to do is embrace this new identity in the face of adversity. You know how that is when the wills of the, of the devil are out against us, when we try from every direction to move the way that God wants us to do, but things just don't seem to be working in our favor. We hold firm to old things rather than the light of Christ to carry us through those challenging times. This text gives us a model to build that stronger community, one that is inclusive of all. But for the purpose of Women's Day, I want to take a look at how we as sisters can walk in the light of Christ together. And I mean not to leave out my brothers because they are just important and this text is as relevant to us as it is to you, but for today, I'm gonna to give honor to those diamonds that shine, that those diamonds that reflect light. Sisterhood is not a new thing. It has been around for generations, but sometimes our old stuff gets in the way of strengthening our sisterhood. When we have to make choices, we tend to lean back and pick up what's old and familiar. Now, I'm not saying that everything in the past is dark or and evil. We would we not be here if not for those past experiences, those, the older generation that has set some ground for us. We would not be able to stand upon the shoulders of, of those who broke barriers for us. Generations of men and women have endured much for us to be here today. 
And my sisters, we have come a mighty long way. But we are still human, living in a time of turbulence and turmoil. And we must walk together in the light of Christ so that we don't succumb to any darkness of our past. Are you ready to walk with me in the light of Christ? Ladies of Salem, we have new members waiting in the midst of our sisterhood. They are on the precipice of the decision and looking at us, watching to see if this sisterhood of Salem was solid enough to get them through their life, their challenges, their ordeals. Someone is on, is about to make a decision, a life decision, and they need assurance that this sisterhood of ours can help them make some right decisions. But in order to help them, we must first help ourselves. There is some work we must do on ourselves. In order for the sisterhood to withstand, we must constantly check ourselves to make sure we are not dragging any of our dark ways into this new relationship. And because our sisterhood is a group effort, we must ensure that we are still walking in the light ourselves. Our goal is to strive for greatness. In order for our sisterhood to be successful, you must strive for greatness within yourself. And God told me to tell you, there is greatness in you. You just have to look and walk in the light. And if we align ourselves, not, if we're not aligned with the light, we will not be successful in enriching the kingdom of God. This effectiveness of this sisterhood is strengthened by our individual contributions. So this text Ephesians gives us is an opportunity for self-examination and self-correction. And to my brothers, again, I ask you to walk with us as well. After all, this is kingdom building time. When you hear sister or sisterhood, just think brother or brotherhood. So what I propose for us today is to look at this text in Ephesians as a guide on a self-exposition. Are you ready to walk with me? In this letter of Ephesians, we are provided with opportunity to examine our choices. That same old warfare that was brewing during the first century is still active and alive in the 21st. The choice is between light and dark, right and wrong, goodness and evil. As Christians, we look at this as a no-brainer. As Christians, we know Jesus as the light of the world. But as Christians, we also are aware that darkness surrounds us. The good news is that we are no longer bound to darkness. That means whatever your story was, it is in the past. Whatever your story will be depends on your willingness to first walk in the light. That's the first directive in our text today. My sisters, we can no longer live in darkness. As children of the light, darkness is not our dwelling place. Darkness is a place where you hide, cower, and remain silent. There is, this is no time to remain silent. This is no time to remain in hiding. It is time to walk in the light because darkness is where you die and as your sister i'm telling you darkness is not an option for us although it seems we are constantly standing making that decision looking into the abyss god's light is always guiding us with arms stretched wide unconditional love mercy and grace is extended to us. 
God stands before you with a brilliance brighter than the sun in which this planet orbits. In this sisterhood, we extend the same because you are, just as I, a child of God. You are my sister, and as my sister, I will not let you fall. Now, I know I said we had to check ourselves, and when we review our past and review who we are, we may not like what we see. But in the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, this is not the end of your story. Your story is not yet completed. It's actually just beginning. Your story is becoming. But understand this, my sister. Whatever your story is or was, it cannot and will not produce fruit unless you walk in the light. It is the light that produces the goodness, the righteousness, and the truth. We need your story because it makes our unit stronger. Remember, we are working on our individual selves, but the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. My sister, we need you to walk with us. Tell the sister sitting closest to you, we need you, my sister. We need you. There's another directive in this text. It says, find out what is pleasing to God. Now, the only way you can find out what's pleasing to God is if you know God. It's not simple. It's not a simple task. Because when you walk in the light and you understand God, you begin to see some things that, about yourself that you just don't like. Your inabilities, your flaws, your shortcomings, there are plenty. But that means that just reading the Bible and quoting scriptures is not good enough. The enemy can quote scriptures. The enemy can sit in a pew next to you. The enemy could be your boss. Sometimes the boss is your enemy. But as long as you're walking in the light, there's nothing that can harm you. There's one thing that I know is that getting to know God is, a, is having a reciprocal relationship. So the reading of the Bible and understanding scripture is good. Praying and listening is better. Seeking out what, God, what pleases God means that not, it's not attending to our selfish needs. Because it's not about us. It's all about Jesus. And that third directive in this text Avoid and expose unfruitful works of darkness. I had a little trouble and struggle with that because it required, again, exposing some things. And when you look at this text and you, and you think exposing unfruitful works of darkness, it's easy to look at someone else and and, and point out they're wrong, they're evil, where they've been, because 
and we forget that where they've been is not where they are. And because you are supposedly walking in the light, you should be shining your light on them and not some shade. So let's be honest, sisters. We know what's unfruitful. We don't always shine bright like a diamond. We weren't cut perfectly to interact with the light. None of us are flawless. And some of us are barely included. We have become quite good at throwing shade. However, we know what's good, what's right, and what's true. And as children of the light, we need to expose our own flaws. God knows them anyway. I'll just say, let's not, sisters, degrade anyone by exposing their flaws, especially when we refuse to deal with our own. The truth frees you to walk in the light, to walk with God. Being exposed, you're truly visible. And it requires that you let the light in. Although God can, God will not force you to choose good over evil. It is, however, God's desire that you choose righteousness, that we choose goodness, that we choose truth. Let us walk in the light. And then the final directive, it says, sleeper, wake up and rise from the dead. The truth is, like the Ephesians, sometimes we sleep more than we walk in the light. Sometimes we can be busy doing too much for no good reason. And we get tired and weary. And when you're tired and weary, it's easy to succumb to the power of evil. And as we know, as Christians, evil lies around every corner, Amen. waiting for you to slumber. So now is the time to wake up and rise from the dead. Two days ago, I had an experience of sleep. It felt good because I was in pain. But I had a few woke sisters praying for me. I could be home right now, sleeping comfortably under the influence of some very powerful drugs. But God had other plans, and I had woke sisters praying for me. Woke sisters offered to drive me to the emergency room when I was trying to be that single, I can do this all by myself woman. Sisterhood requires cooperative participation. And that requires not only that you offer assistance to our sisters in need, but you understand that you can't do everything and that you have a sister that's willing to extend that hand to you. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you stronger. It lets you know that there's someone else holding you up other than yourself. It lets you know that you are not the one in control of your life. But if you try to keep running and running and doing everything by yourself, you are going to die and succumb to some sleep. So I'm so glad that during this time, my woke sisters were praying for me. There were some woke sisters in the hospital with me. My vital signs indicated I needed immediate attention. And they were not, and was not complaining about a simple bellyache. A woke sister 
stayed by my bedside until 3.30 in the morning. Amen. <laughs> when the doctor said, the only thing I can do for you is prescribe some medication for the pain. But it's going to make you sleepy. But God said to me, sleeper, awake. God gave me a choice. In my position, I had, I had two options. The first was to take the prescribed narcotics the human doctor prescribed. The other was to take the non-sleep-producing medi medication I had on hand. And since I'm standing here before you, up a little perky, not quite, but a little. I chose the latter. I chose the light. Because that choice would have determined whether I could be here to complete God's assignment. Those narcotics are designed to suppress pain. They are designed to put you to sleep. It comes from the Greek word narke, meaning stupor. A stupor means a state of near unconsciousness or insensibility. That's not where I wanted to be. When you are in a stupor, you are unable to feel anything. One thing I can say about pain, it lets you know that you're still alive. When you are in a stupor, you are unaware. When you're in a stupor, nothing else matters. When you are in a stupor, you are putting yourself in a position of attack. You are the prime target to be used, abused, and destroyed. So instead of preparing for this assignment today, I could have been home asleep. But God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God had a better plan. Somebody here had to hear this message. And if I'm going to be completely honest and expose myself, I, I needed to hear this message. I'm going to expose that to you. I needed to hear this message. And I'm so grateful to God that I have woke sisters who pray. Amen. Because when these sisters pray, things happen. Amen. And my brothers, that's not to say that when you pray, nothing happens. What I'm saying is, this is not a new thing. Sisterhood began to form when Jesus walked the earth. Amen. It began when the sisters at the tomb were praying and anointing. Mm -hmm. It was that sisterhood that was forming. When the women gathered together at the tomb, sisterhood was forming. Mm -hmm. What God was saying is, woke sister, walk in the light. Yes. At the cross, woke sisters were on the front line Amen. praying for Jesus as he hung between two thieves. Yeah. Woke sisters gathered when the great stone was rolled against the tomb. Yeah. Woke sisters gathered early in the morning to anoint. And early Sunday morning, the angel told the woke sisters that Jesus had ridden. Amen. Woke sisters walk together in the light. There's, there's times when God puts us in these positions that make us question who we are and whose we are. There's no time to question God. There's too much going on in this world. There's too much going on that can kill and destroy us. But I come to tell you right now that God has a better plan for you. 
through the sisterhood that we can come of Salem, of Salem, we can come together to be the vessels that God has ordained us to be. You don't need a degree. Yes, I'm going to school, but I don't need a degree to know God. I don't need a degree to know who my Savior is. I need God and God himself. Because he is the one that has kept me this far. And I'm so grateful that he has placed the beautiful diamonds that sit in front of me today in my midst. Because they are some praying sisters. So I wanted to close by telling you some definitions or some quotes that I picked up about sisters. Sisters function as safety nets in a chaotic world simply by being there for each other. In solace, anywhere more comforting, there's nothing more comforting than being in the arms of the sister. Having a sister is like having a best friend you can't get rid of. You know whatever you do, they'll still be there. In the cookies of life, Sisters are the chocolate chips. And my sisters, you know we love chocolate chips. Sisters are for sharing laughter and wiping tears. Sisters are different flowers from the same garden. But most of all, a sister is God's way of proving God does not want us to walk alone. So ladies of Salem, you are my sister. When I look in the mirror and I see myself, I see you. I see others that are hurting like you, like me. And it is our job, and God has called us into this sisterhood to be there for each other, to lift each other up, to be the stronghold that we need in the times of our troubles. I don't think you get it yet. The sisterhood that I'm talking about requires that we walk in the light. And it's not that we're walking in the light in our own light. It's the light of God. God is the one that delivers us. God shines the light on each and every one of us. There are, I have a, a biological sister that's in New York, and she prays for me as well. But I'm here by myself, and I know that I have sisters at Salem that pray for me that want me to be the best me that I can be. And in that reciprocal relationship, I'm gonna do all that I can to be that sister to you. When you fall and when you are down, you can call me, just like you can call Jesus. Jesus was called by God to be that, 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 that weary wheel for us in the battle. Jesus is the one that stood for us that hung on that cross on Calvary. Jesus is the one that saves us each and every day. Jesus is the one that that knows us inside and out. Jesus is the one that is our keeper, our healer, our deliverer, our savior. Jesus is the one that has allowed us to be here today. Jesus has allowed us to wake up this morning and be in this place. You may not want to hear my voice, but I know you want to hear the voice of Jesus. And in order to do that, you're going to have to stand up in the name of Jesus and extend your hand to those sisters that are hurting, the sisters that are down and out, the sisters that are on the corner selling their bodies, the sisters that are being held in human trafficking, the sisters that are being downgraded to nothing but a fly on the wall, just a piece that can be used and abused the way that they want to. That's not what sisterhood is. Sisterhood is standing in the gap of all evil that surrounds us. And we stand as sisters. We are standing together in the light of God. And we are lifted up by that light of God to bring forth the word to those that don't know God. We are the ones that are lifted up to be those vessels that fight on behalf of our sisters and our brothers. Because it's not just the sisters that are in this battle. Our brothers, too, are hurting. They're striving to be the best that they can be. And sometimes, sisters, it is us who are tearing them down. 
we need to lift them up as well. So that sisterhood is not about just taking care of us, it's taking care of the kingdom. And the only way we can take care of the kingdom is to take care of ourselves and to take care of each other. So right now, in the name of Jesus, you have been called to be in this circle of sisters, of brothers, of children of God that walk in the light. Let us walk, Lord God, with you, not against you, but we are here walking in your light, the only light, Lord God, that you can shine, Lord God, is the light of goodness. It is the light of mercy. It is the light of reach righteousness. And it is the light of truth. God has the light we need, and we need to let God in. Hallelujah. We need God to shine his light in every corner, on every direction, in every place, every powering individual. We need God's light. Can you see God's light? You cannot see in the darkness. Diamonds don't shine in the darkness. Diamonds shine by reflecting the light that was is within. We need God's light in us. We can't survive without God's light in us. But we need to choose light over darkness. There is too much darkness in this world. There is too much darkness that we embrace as normal. That's not God. You know when you're choosing when God is pleased. You know you're choosing right when you know God. You only know that you're choosing right if you let God in and walk in the light. You are able. You are capable. You are alive. You're listening. You're feeling. You're human. But you are a child of God. So allow God to use you however God needs. You may not like it, but in the end, the blessings will flow upon you like the rivers that flow freely. And you will be touched and anointing by the light of God forever and ever and ever. Amen. Didn't she preach? Praise God. And this is the most important part of why you're here. It's decision time. It's decision time. I asked the Lord, what, what should I say to your people? He said, you tell them. When I was about the age of nine, I remember going to a church. And they described heaven so well. He said the streets are paved with gold. And there are 12 gates in the city. Three gates in the east, three gates in the north, three gates in the south, three gates in the west. And he said there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more dying, and no more crying. And he opened the doors of the church and he, I walked down that aisle. The next time when I went to church, he described heaven again. He said, there's no more pain, no more suffering, no more dying, no more crying, no more, no more. Nothing but joy. He said, the streets are paved with gold. And he said, don't you want to go? I walked back down that aisle again. The next time I went to church, he talked about heaven again. He said, there's no more pain. There's no more dying and there's no more crying. Nothing but joy. I 
I walk back down that aisle again. And he said, young lady, all you got to do is just believe. All you got to do is believe. If you can flesh with your tongue and believe in your heart that Jesus was risen from the dead, you shall be saved. So I know you're here today. You're not here by accident. You woke up this morning with your mind stayed on Jesus. But I come to tell you today, just this simple. If you were to die today, do you know if you go to heaven or hell? If you don't know that today, in the pardon of your sins, we offer Christ to you. This is your day. This is your destiny. Don't leave out of these four walls not knowing where you're going to end up. Because this here is the dressing up room down here. And you got to get to heaven from down here. So this is your day. To choose ye this day on who you're going to serve. You can't serve two masters. You're going to love one or you're going to hate the other. But I offer Christ to you, my brothers and my sisters. He's available. I know you're here today. And I remember Pastor Haynes when I came here to Salem. My hair was all over my head. I knew Jesus, but I needed a cut. You see, when he stood up and he opened the doors of the church, he kept saying, yellow, yellow, yellow. But I thought he was saying yellow, yellow. That wasn't nothing but the tricks of the enemy. But all God wants is a yes. All he wants is a yes from you today. All he wants you to do is say yes, Lord. Surrender to your will and your way. We offer grace to you. Oh, my brothers and my sisters. If you're here today, and I know you're here, won't you just step out? Won't you just step out? You may have been like me. I was worried about what somebody was going to say. So, I want you to do something today. I want you to turn to your neighbor you to smile at them and ask them this question if you need to walk I'll walk with you if you need to walk I'll walk down here with you why don't you come why don't you come to Jesus he's waiting on you this is your day God has destined for your life why don't you come to Jesus my prayer words. I need you to pray. Because what they did for me back then and I was nine, they held them doors open. Because we know not the day nor the hour when Jesus is coming back. But he's coming back like a thief in the night. So I need you to bow your head and I need you to pray for that person that's standing right beside you today. Because there is a battle going on against the flesh and the spiritual but that battle has already been won when you choose Jesus he already won the battle a long time ago and he's still in the blessing business if you're here today why don't you step out God is available he's available for you the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path Walk to Jesus right now. He's waiting on you. Oh, why don't you come? All God wants is a yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't want you to say, depart from me. I don't want him to say that. I want him to say, well done. Thy good and faithful servant. I want him to say, well done. Don't you want to go? Don't you want to go to heaven? Where there's no more, no more. No more pain. No more sickness. No more crying. And no more dying. Nothing but joy. The streets are paved with gold. And there's 12 gates in the city. Three gates in the east. Three gates in the west. Three gates in the north. And three gates in the south. 
don't you want to go? Don't you want your name to be written in the Lamb Book of Life? Jesus is waiting on you. Keep praying. Keep praying. Oh, don't you want to go? Don't you want to go? He's waiting on you. With his arms stretched wide. He's available to you. And for the ones that are watching on live on Facebook, or whatever social media you're on this morning, I want to tell you this. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but there's no place like coming into the Lord's house to fellowship with others that are going through things that you're going through and you don't see no way out. <laughs> God, he specializes in things that seem impossible. And he will do what no other power, but Holy Ghost power can do. Oh, God specializes. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we're going to have uh, those who need have special prayer. I'm going to ask uh, Reverend Bunny Davis to prepare her heart to come. And for those who like to come to the altar for special prayer, please come at this time. If you need someone to walk alongside of you, as our sister preach, just tell your, your sister next to your neighbor. They will walk with you. and a heavy laden and God said I give you rest and he said take my yoke upon thee and learn learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light it's prayer time if we ever need Jesus we sure do need him now if you don't need him, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. I'm your sister. Pray for me. Pray for me. God have done great things. You don't have anything to come to the altar first. Stand in position. Say, God, thank you. Thank you. I stand here because I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I might be ugly now, but I was ugly when I was in the hospital too. I'm grateful. And you are too. You are too. We serve an able God. Able to do exceedingly. Abundantly.
togetherness, oh God. Not on this day, God, but every day, oh God. God, I need thee. Every day, every hour, oh God, I need thee. Lord, keep your hands upon us. Let no harm come against us, oh God. Keep your hands surrounding us, oh God. So we may keep the enemy at bay, oh God. God, we thank you, God, for your everlasting caring heart, your compassion that toward us, oh God. We thank you, God, that you love us so much, God, that you just couldn't give up on us. You said, let me send my best, because I demand my people who are called by my name, who will offer themselves, turn from their wicked ways, and seek, oh God, seek, oh God. For the Holy Ghost, oh God. Holy Ghost that teaches us. Bring things all to our remembrance. A very thing that Jesus came and bled for, oh God. God, we thank you this morning, oh God. We thank you for this place, this dwelling place. That allows us to come Sunday after Sunday, week after week, coming together in your name. Whether it be through prayer, song, praise of God, those don't listen virtually, God. We thank you for technology that keeps us bound. Keep us bounded together, oh God, in you. God, I thank you for this privilege of prayer. Oh God, at one time we didn't have it, oh God. But because of that veil, because of that veil, we come boldly before your throne of grace. Asking you for forgiveness, oh God. Cleansing us from all unrighteousness, oh God. God, we thank you today. We thank you for yesterday. We thank you for tomorrow, God. We thank you for the now. We thank you for that which to come. We thank you for all the trouble you put us through. We thank you for every hospital.
be the glory. See, this is what it's all about. And walking in the light, we allow the light of Christ to shine upon us. God, we thank you. We bless you, Lord God. We give God the glory for the preached word on this morning, this hour. Satan didn't want it to go forth. But God had another plan. You've heard it always said that Satan is busy, but I give you what God has told me years ago. God is busier. In the name of Jesus, we thank him what our eyes have seen and our ears have heard and what our hearts have felt. And we don't want to ever take it for granted for what the Lord has done and is doing in and through our lives. Brother, my mind just went, <laughs> you have a sister, can I tell you? I do have the pastoral notes. It's for Pastor Jason. I, I do have the notes, just a moment. Amen. The glory always belongs to God. And he's worthy. He's worthy of this kind of praise and even more. Because he's good. And his mercy endures. So we can keep marinating on what God is doing. But just give information to you. By way of pastoral notes. If you will continue to. Save the date. I hope you already have it. October the 7th, 9.30 a.m. October the 7th, 9.30 a.m. Our church meeting. Amen. Church meeting. Go put that in your calendars. Also, the goodness of God, our church anniversary month is coming up. Amen. The month of October is our church anniversary month. And on our third Sunday at 4 p.m., our third Sunday, we will have a candlelight baptism and communion. Amen candlelight baptism and communion on October 15th that is the third Sunday in October and on the fourth Sunday we're going to celebrate as a community of faith together celebrating our church anniversary and we're going to be uh, have our have as our guests the Hill First Baptist Church and Pastor Allison Henderson Brooks is going to be with us to celebrate that'll also be at 4 p.m. on the following Sunday the 22nd of October amen, amen. 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 Just want to make sure, and I, I think you all have, and I, I did while, while worship was going on, I continued to worship with my giving and ask that you will continue to worship through your giving. There are receptacles on our way out. We want to thank God and pray for every gift and the giver. Amen. For God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. And we want to thank you for continuing to support the ministry of the kingdom of God through your giving, both those in the sanctuary and those who are with us online. God is good and we are grateful. And I'll have our sisters come back to do our benediction. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God is good. And his mercy endureth forever. I want to thank everyone for <clears throat> coming to listen to this vessel. I pray that a word was given that will lift you up and carry you, not thrust through this day, not just through this week. But this is a lifetime battle. And we have to be mindful of the places that we go, the, the people that we encounter, um, knowing that they are all they are all God's children, and it is our responsibility to be that sister, that brother to them. Let us stand for our dismissal. <clears throat>
was able to pre present us faultless, to keep us from stumbling, and present us to the all-wise God. All honor and majesty belongs to God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.